All right, guys, welcome to the very first edition of Fix Your Franchise. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Coach Red, and Big Tug is sitting to my right right now. Um, we're just going to be going through the teams, and it's just like the name says. We're going to be letting everyone know how they should be fixing their franchise. So welcome to the first episode, Fix Your Franchise, like I said. Um, we're starting off, we're going to just go ahead and start with the team that's got the number one pick this year. And I feel like everyone knows who they're going to pick, but we're going to go ahead and start with the Jaguars organization. And we're going to talk about what they need to do to fix their franchise. We can start off with where they went right this year. Even though they only had one win, they did have it against a team that was in the playoffs this year. That is just a shining result that they have. A gold star for a rainy cloud of the season. Um, the other thing that they had that could be seen as a big plus is Jane Robinson. Uh, undrafted running back, goes for over 1,000 yards and seems like he could be a running back in their future. Um have some other young pieces, pretty overall young team, but we'll fire it over to Big Tug to say what the heck went wrong. Just about everything, really. <laughs> I mean, they they rattled through a handful of quarterbacks. They went on a 15-game losing streak. They just couldn't seem to get their whole life together. They lost the majority of their defense. They just they oh. just Okay, so they didn't tank that bad, though. It's because, and I love to start off first episode this way by saying, kickers are people, too. I feel like Pat McAfee right now. Kickers are people, too. You guys got any guesses on how many kickers the Jaguars went through last season? 34. Six. All right. A little high. But, yes, they went through six different kickers last year. And a couple of them could have won some games for him. That's not true. They only lost one game by under three points. Yes, okay, but they lost. <laughs> okay, yes. But sometimes that can give you a little motivation to maybe make that next drive. You you march it down. That's true. If they would have had a goal. If Jake, if Jake Luton, if Jake Luton, would have gotten that extra field goal from Sergio Castillo. We never know where the season would have went for him. Okay. I'm not trying to like defend them or anything, but they had seven games that were within a touchdown and a two point conversion. All right. Seven games. Some of them were three point games. Granted, a lot of them were seven, but hence the kicker game going back to it. They were one in six in those games that were decided by a touchdown or less. That means they're they're capable of winning those games. Those games are a couple different plays away from being a different ball game. Yeah, like I well, I think the other thing that would like have been closer <laughs> in those games was if they could have sacked the quarterbacks. Uh, they had 18 on the year, which 
I'm not I'm not a mathematician, but that's just over one per game, and um, that's not very good. Sure, you're not a mathematician. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I were going to extrapolate that out, I was going to say that it would probably be like a a one point zero eight per game. That zero eight counts. <laughs> but uh, one of the other areas that that just hurt is inconsistent quarterback play. I mean, Gardner Minshew lit the world on fire to start game one, one incompletion against the Colts, and then uh, he gets hurt. They funnel between Mike Glennon, the the new uh, Charlie Whitehurst, just getting cash and not doing anything, <laughs> and uh, and Jake Luton, the promising star from the mediocre Oregon State Beavers program, who I think in his college career had won a grand total of less than ten games. So it's not like they were flush with quarterback talent, but that should all be getting changed uh, the last weekend of April. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really, really obvious play. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, especially watching his pro day yesterday, he just... He lit it up. He's making throws that nobody else is making right now. He's he's Andrew Luckin' his way through the draft process right now. Yeah, I mean, there have been the rumors out there as well that... Maybe someone can jet up like, like maybe maybe you like Zach Wilson. Maybe you like six foot tall quarterbacks from BYU. Maybe that's what you like. Hey, he's six foot and a half. <laughs> Give him some credit here. Big guy, <laughs> big guy. Hey, big guy. Yeah, big guy. I mean, I guess the other thing that I could say about the Jags in this off season is they are one of the teams that have the most cap available. A lot of money to spend. Hey, before we touch on that, Zach Wilson, 6'3". Well, three inches. One, every, I mean, everybody to know. He's 6'3". To some people, three inches okay. doesn't mean much. Three inches is a lot. He's not 6'3", because they listed me as 6'3", when I played high school basketball, and I am nowhere <laughs> close to goddamn 6'3". That's just to fuck with the scouting team like oh man he's a tall quarterback no he's not he's six foot at best that's about the most they'll give you is about three inches on your stat sheet they'll give you three inches and about 20 pounds to make you seem scarier than you are <laughs> but i mean the other thing they've got going for them we're talking about that draft that uh, so it's a pretty Overall, I think deep trap class, it's tough to tell with opt-outs in the shortest seasons for college. But the Jags do have uh, five of the first 65 picks and uh, four in the top 45. So they've got some capital to get difference makers on both sides of the ball. Uh, I would say that their offense with a good quarterback isn't too far away from being good. I think a good solid tight end, either be a free agency or the draft, is a big spot for them. But that defense needs an overhaul. Well, they lost the majority of their defense free agency last year. I mean, Clayus Campbell and Ngakwe both walked. Well, they they got they got yeah. something for both of them. Not much. Yeah. But, they didn't um... get any sacks from either. I mean, <laughs> that's what they're lacking, and they got rid of both of them for almost nothing. So, with all this money, 
I know that I know they can go edge rusher. It might be a little tough with that 25th pick, but um, one of the guys that I've kind of targeted heavy for them, uh, big sack numbers on not a great team is Leonard Williams uh, from the New York football teams previously of the Jets and the Giants uh, over 10 sacks this year from the interior could be a guy that could anchor that defense along with Miles Jack. No way. They're not spending that kind of money. Not for Leonard Williams. Oh. Where do you think where do you think he comes in at? Probably 15, 16 a year? Yeah, I don't see them making that kind of money. I don't see them. I think they pour their I think they pour money. their money into weapons for Lawrence. Give him an if easy they're, year. If take, they're pouring but, money to anything, they're gonna be they're gonna pick up someone who's a good catching back. And they're gonna pick up a tight end, and then you know maybe yeah, tight end I think's big. Who's the the guy from the Raiders? Waller. I bet you they go for Waller. No, I bet you they no target way. Waller. Raiders will never let go of Waller. Yeah, Waller. Get, Waller's get some picks. Waller's going nowhere. I mean, yeah, Waller's under contract. If anything, uh, they could they could the the top tight end on the market right now is probably hunter henry that's a free agent i say that they're going to try and trade for a tight end uh, maybe trying to get uh in not in gawkway in joku out of the browns i don't see them making a trade they're they'll they're not known for their fancy aggressive trades but it might be i mean yeah. if they're smart but we also got a new coach yeah. Or Myers might be like, all right, we need to give this rookie quarterback a safety valve and a tight, a good, solid tight end who's top 10 tight end in the league is going to make a rookie quarterback so much better. You know, safety valve. Well. That's why I think Hunter Henry is the perfect option. But none of that will be even relevant if they can't get an offensive line together to protect Lawrence. True. One of their guys, Kim Robinson's. It's a restricted, so and that's probably your best offensive line. Uh, I guess their their center is pretty good as well, but yeah, they they need help in, at the tackle spots. Badly. It's a known fact that old people love to move to Florida. It's almost a joke how much old people love to move so, to Florida. So I think Russell, Russell, Russell Okun pick up Jason Witten. <laughs> uh, sorry, he he already got a do gig as as a high school football coach. He's he's out of the running. No, uh, but the other thing, going back to going back to what Dirty said earlier, um, they had seven games that were within one possession. So you're assuming that with majority of the team back. Um, you're going to be in a lot of those games with Trevor Lawrence. Why not try and beef up that defense? You know, create some pressure, get those turnover numbers up, get those sack numbers up, give your rookie quarterback a chance to win those close games and not have to try and go out and score 40 points a game. It's an Urban Meyer-led offense. They're going to go out and try and score 40 points a game anyway. Well, I mean, they do have – they do have an Urban Meyer-led offense, but the offensive coordinator is Daryl Bevel, who is 
one of the more conservative play callers in the league, though. So which 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 will which will limit turnovers. Yeah, I mean, with with that offense, it's not bad for it's not bad for a younger quarterback. It's going to it's going to be a lot. Uh, more risk adverse. They're not going to be taking those big shots. They're going to put him in comfortable, try and get him as many comfortable down and distances, not try and put too much on his shoulders. But if that's the tack they're going to take, that defense has got to step up and they're going to need players to do so. And uh, their secondary, their secondary is rough, dude. Rough. They're sitting at 25 right now. Do you see him reaching a little bit for a guy like, uh, Rosso out of Miami. I think he's going to be off the board at that point. Really? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's top fifteen. What about what about Ajilari out of out of Georgia? It's almost like a Bud Dupree type player. That I could see that being more in line. Um, the other thing is, is I know they need that pass rush, but their their defensive backs. You could have told me every single one of their defensive backs' names, and I couldn't tell you who they were. The only one I knew was Sidney Jones, former former UW guy that got picked up off the scrap heap and was tied for their team lead in interceptions last year. Okay, with that being said, then how do you feel? What do you think they would do if Sertain is still around? I think I think they jump over that so quickly, and then I think they fill their safety spots through free agency. Because at safety right now, I feel like there's going to be a little bit more of a discount because the guys that are available are good and not great. And to get that big money at the safety spot, you've got to be great. So maybe going after like a uh, John Johnson the third safety for the Rams, solid player, good player. Should or should really help it, solidify the back end on on a concept more than anything. You build it as like a toughness team. You can get one of these guys who is going to be just a mean dude out there who can you know lead a defense. You know maybe he'll get a penalty here and there because he he'll make a hit that he probably shouldn't have. But get that attitude back where they almost beat the Patriots, what was it, three years ago, when they had that badass defense? Grab somebody like Asante Samuel yep. out of Florida State, let him lay some hat at corner. Yep. He'll be around at 25, easy. Yeah, I, I would say offense. They offensively, they're going to be okay. I mean, they need to get that attitude back on defense. That defense was scary, and they just could not keep it together. Yeah, they were scary. They and they were cocky slash confident. Like they were the real deal for a minute, and they need to get back to that attitude. And everybody left. Speaking of attitudes, and there's a player on the team, great attitude, pretty good player. I know that we've talked about this one a little bit in the past, but I mean, I think that they can get some good, good trade trade capital for a Gardner Minshew, get a third or fourth round pick for him because you don't want him sitting waiting in the wings. You don't want to create that controversy. No, not if you can get Who doesn't him. love a good mustache? Uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> 
But yeah, I, that, that mustache is worth a is third worth round at least. A third round pick for sure. Maybe even a low second. Because that's the other thing with 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 the uh, cap restriction this year, it going down. You're not paying him anything. If you're one of those better teams that has an older quarterback that may or may not be retiring. Is this a good spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers to potentially make a play for them? Maybe a the New Orleans of a, a reliable backup. That I mean, Minshew stats for he's he started sixteen games in two years. He's seven and nine as a starter, forty four hundred yards, and a three to uh, basically a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. Twenty nine TDs to ten. Not terrible. I don't see. This, someone like the Steelers taking that risk because didn't they just pick up Haskins off waivers? They did. They did, but uh, last time I checked, Gardner Minshew has a few more dubs I mean, next to his name. And I would venture to say that the Jaguars are not as good as the Washington football team. Yeah, but I think I think the Washington football team does give them a good roadmap on how – to do this, get a good defense that can get after the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not stuck in that number three, four, five position to do that. They're stuck with a quarterback at one. They're not going to be bolstering yeah. their defense in the first round. They're not going to get one of those life-changing, lifetime players like Chase Young. They're Chase getting Young. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. My question, though, how good is – Trevor Lawrence at kicking field goals because I'm going to full circle this around right now because I don't care if they use their second round pick to pick up a goddamn kicker. They need a kicker. You shouldn't shuffle through six kickers in a year. No way. I know you guys don't like talking about it, but give me a kicker that maybe, okay, maybe here's Minshew's value. They could trade Minshew straight up for a top-tier kicker <laughs> straight across. Minshew for Prater. <laughs> Will, Will Lutz is going going for Gardner Minshew. There straight up, no picks, nothing. Just here's a solid backup quarterback. We will take your starting kicker. I mean, here's another thing that we could that we could look at too. We talk, talked about weapons. We touched on touched on tight end. Uh, they've got they've got DJ Chark down there. They've got Lavisca Schnault, uh, Chris Conley, Keelan Cole, both free agents after this year. Do you try and re-sign them? Do you try and swing for the fences? Go after Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Corey Davis, or do you try and wait and get someone in the later rounds of the draft? Why don't you go for somebody who who killed their own draft stock that you're not going to break the bank for, but still has some quality time left in them. Who you, who you, who you like an AJ argue? green, you know, he's got a couple good years left. You know, he's a good safety valve. Uh, he's going to be cheap. He's going to fill that number two void. If they're keeping Chark at number one, they've got LaVisca all over the field. He's that out route running. I like Chanel. So do I. I like Chanel too. He's gonna basically run he your spot. He talked me into so that's- on my fantasy team. I know this isn't a fantasy show, but I got talked into it because I seen his highlight film, 
And then I seen parts of that highlight film in the regular season this year. He never had his huge breakout game, but he had some breakout plays to where I seen highlight real Chanel. Well, I mean, that's the same guy, one of the guys that I could see them targeting because he's not going to be as expensive because he's had breakout games but hasn't ever had that breakout season in Corey Davis, former top five pick, and is that outside threat. Because that's what they need. Chark, Chark, Chark's fine on the outside. He's had huge games with Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's going to be – Trevor Lawrence's, and you know, go-to guy, but having too. another Imagine guy on the, the outside. Be able to have with someone actually throwing him some bombs a couple times a game, giving him that chance. Yep. Because you know they're going to let him rip. Urban Myers is going to let him rip a few times oh, yeah. a game. Well, here's the other thing. If you're looking, we've also talked about that other running back spot. Who 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 are some guys that you guys would look at? Do you want I would say I would almost want some some veteran leadership in that backfield because you got James Robinson Young. What's the contract looking like? He just signed a huge contract. Yeah. If, if say, anything, that would have been like the perfect kind of fit. I would say give give me some Marlon Matt. Give me some Mike Davis, those type of backs down down there. Uh, good. Those, good those aren't the check down backs that you're looking for, though. You're looking for a check down yeah, back. You're looking for a bell. Not even that. Even somebody that is an, is more pass catcher than runner, like a Gio Bernard. Gio, you got uh, – He's got on one year left on his contract. Yeah, I've also, I've also been hearing with the Texans in cap trouble that Duke Johnson is going to be available as well as a, a cap cut. Except he's getting older for a back. But he's never been that bell cow. He's always been that third down back, so he doesn't have that wear and tear. Yeah. And you've got Max, a good pass catcher, and Mike Davis is actually a pretty good little pass catcher too. I think he was a $2.5 million a year last year. Um, yeah, but the Panthers the, aren't going to let him go. Who's the Niners his... guy who is on his contract season? Is it Mozart? McKinnon? Oh, McKinnon. McKinnon, no, I McKinnon think. went to the football team. No, McKinnon, oh. McKinnon's still McKinnon's still under contract. Oh, a big four-year deal. So I think Tevin Coleman is up and available, but no, he's he's not. Available. I was thinking it was uh... All right. Moser. I thought he was Moser. Yeah. What about Drake? Drake's available. He's got, he's not gonna want to go somewhere to be a timeshare though. I think he kind of got timeshared out this year with Chase Edmonds. I don't think he's gonna want to try and get that number one role. And he's he had a good six game stretch, but he's just been so inconsistent his whole career. Where you want a little bit of consistency. You know, Marlon Mack can get you a thousand plus yards. And coming out that ACL, he, he should be coming in on the cheap, probably looking for a one-year prove-it deal to try and get that money next year. I mean, if we're looking at one-year prove-it deals, I mean, we could be looking back into the, you know, Todd Gurley, James White, Rex Burkhead. James Ryan. White could be the perfect fit. Sign uh, him to a multi-year deal. Give him some blood. Give Trevor Lawrence a little bit of whiteness. 
Yeah, or even Chris Thompson. He's still on the roster, but all they got to do is re-sign him. Chris Thompson's already a Jag. I do like I do like myself some Chris Thompson. Yeah. Why not? But the other thing that we look at too, eleven total picks in the draft. They need to they. We talked a lot on offense, but I think a lot of the draft capital should go towards Defense. young defensive players and probably focus a little bit more on the offense using that cap and getting oh, proven yeah. guys for 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 your franchise changing quarterback. It's like you said, you don't want to have Trevor come in and have to have four touchdowns a game to win games. You want to be able for him to rely on his defense a little bit and win some games when he's only, you know, throwing two and they're scoring 21 points a game. You want to win a few of those low scoring games. Those are the ones that mean a little bit more because you can rely on your defense and you have a little bit of faith. You're like, all right, we got this three point lead. My defense is going to hold. You don't want to be thinking about, Oh, all right, my defense is going to fold and I'm going to have to go back out there and I'm going to have to score another touchdown because I got to drop 40 a fucking game just to make us competitors. Yep. We just yeah. ra- went into the rated R version of this. <laughs> that was Sorry, buddy. Yeah, agreed. Hey, tell me something ridiculous and tell me I'm I'm crazy. You're crazy. I could absolutely see Meyer trying to make Lawrence as comfortable as possible and stretching for ETN at 25. Oh, I I am a fan of that. Keep those two together. I yeah, mean, then that would eliminate looking for any any running back in the free agent market. You've already got a couple, then you'll have a stable of young backs, and you'll have a guy that's been with Lawrence for the last three years as his safety. Belt. Super smart. If they could yeah. pull it off. They will. I mean, ETN's they not going to go before 25. There's no chance. He'll absolutely be around. It's just a matter of if they want to make that stretch up to get him. I I like it. I love it. And I want some more of it. <laughs> well, one thing we, we've kind of touched on, we talked about Urban Meyer, but with the reputation that he's kind of built up over the years in college, do you think that former players might – be gravitating to come down to the Jags on lesser deals. One of the guys that I think what wasn't from his Ohio State days, Percy Harvin. What about? Oh, <laughs> no thanks. Um, what about what about Alex Smith? If he's still wanting to play, being that being that backup down there, just being a mentor to the kid. Nope. How about Sean King? That's a throwback right there. Early two thousands. Nope. Draft bust. Ohio State. He can come down and be a mentor. Don't buy a bunch of binges, son. Because <laughs> I'm broke now. <laughs> oh, man. Sean King. No, I don't know if that necessarily has as much pull as we would like to think. Well, here, here's the other thing, too. I mean, well, you have, I mean about- yes, he's a good coach, but you have to be such an exceptional coach to where you're like a legend to where people will, you know, 
want to take a pay cut just to play for you? I mean, I think what plays into him and that scenario is with the cap going down, people are going to be taking those shorter, less money deals for one year to go back into the market once it raises up again. I think that he's got a shot to get some of those guys. And, I mean, the other thing is, especially maybe those veteran defensive players, you don't think they would want to play with a Trevor Lawrence-type quarterback? Yeah, whatever, dude. Lawrence isn't even that good. <laughs> the, Lawrence has lost two games in his NFL – or uh, sorry, in his football career from high school to college. Two games lost. Two. Ohio State. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, guys. one last thing what? before 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 we about wrap this up, you're sitting there and we've got 18 sacks on the year last year and five and a half of those are a free agent named Dwayne Smoot. He's gone. He had a third of their sacks. Yeah, and he's going to take them with him to the bank when he goes to another team. <laughs> when he says... I got the most sacks on the worst defense. If it wasn't for me, they, they wouldn't be. If, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for me, they would have had 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. Bingo. Did you find? No. Sorry, it's bothering S-U- me. S-U-A-N. That's how he spells it. Sean King. Justin, help me out here, buddy. Um, it sounds like he comes from royalty. Maybe, 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 maybe you can find him in a post with Prince Amukamara. I hate both of you equally. I'm telling you. <laughs> there he is. Is it not Sean? Sean King. It was Sean King. I knew I was out of my mind. I had one of his rookie cards. I was like, this is going to be worth something someday. He's a great quarterback. He's like Michael Vick. Wrong. Oh, wrong again. Wrong again. (laughs) All right, so we're going way off subject right now. Uh, Does anyone else have any comments about the Jaguars before we wrap this little segment up about, about our Jacksonville homies down south? They have the potential. They have the potential to go from one of the worst teams in the NFL to potentially pushing for a playoff spot. They have that type of swing capability this year. Oh, Washington football team. Yes, they've got that swing capability because you have franchise-changing quarterback. You've got money. You've got draft picks. You've got the recipe to put them in a spot in a division where you've got the Houston Texans that should be bad, you probably are going to look some for some regression with the Tennessee Titans at some point. And the Colts, depending on where they go at quarterback, are probably going to be the favorites in the house. But they beat the Colts last year, game one of the season. And they that, got worked by the Colts last year, game 17 of the season. Yeah, but that's because Mike Glennon was a quarterback. And they had six different kickers. 
I think we can all agree that they need to go get themselves a kicker. We'll just leave it at that. We will leave it at that. And that, amongst the many other things we mentioned, is how the Jacksonville Jaguars can fix their franchise. And this has been our segment on the Jaguars. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Adam Dirty. Coach Red. Signing out. Fly 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 Fly